What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, everybody, to the Scene Snobs podcast interviews. And I am, he- I am joined today with Tucky Williams, writer, director, producer, and star of TV shows Dagger Kiss, Girl Girl Scene, uh, and an upcoming short Breaking Bella, correct? Uh, that's, that's probably not going to come out, but. Oh, okay. I saw, I was uh, doing my research. Yeah, that's just on the list. I I decided not to release that one. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I'm very excited. I saw your stuff on Amazon and, uh, you know, I'm very excited to talk to you. And, uh, I was like talking to filmmakers and kind of getting their process and things down and, and, uh, how that works. And you've been, uh, doing this for, uh, what was about 10 years now? Yeah, yeah. I think I started Girl Girl Scene back in 2010. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And that's a, your show is three seasons in a movie right now, correct? And still on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a wild ride. How is that process of, uh, you know, wearing all of these different hats and, and producing the show? And this is a oh, show, correct? It's, yeah, it's a tremendous undertaking. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of stress, but when you, when you love something, it's absolutely worth it. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the show's premise? And, and Yeah, it's the premise is about a group of lesbian friends and all of their antics and the drama. And it's kind of a comedy drama, so it's fun to watch, but it also deals with serious issues and just like what it's like to be a person and ups and downs of life. Oh, perfect. All right. That's awesome. And you also did a TV show called Dagger Kiss, correct? And you also wrote, wrote, you created, I'll just say created because there's so many hats and you started. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I did that one too. That was, that was a surprise because that one I really just did because I thought it sounded fun and I thought it would be a good idea. I I didn't think it'd be a good idea financially at all, but I just did it anyway. And it turned out to be this really big hit on Amazon. Nice. I don't know why, if you look at it, I mean, it's like the most low budget thing you can ever see, but apparently it meant a lot to people and you can't ask for anything more than that. And that's a great response too. Cause I mean, that to, to kind of wake up to that when you put something out there and mm-hmm. you see, you see such a great response, like that's gotta be so rewarding within itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now girl, girl scene has been receiving kind of the same, correct? Uh, same accolades and, and, uh, oh, yeah it's it's been doing great I mean it's always it's always I, I think been well received uh by it, you know people just enjoy it um you know I always like I mean I think with the girl girl scene the issue was like always people saying it wasn't realistic but you know it's like it's all based on something that's actually happened in my life and so I'm really like well just just come follow me around with the camera it's it's pretty realistic uh, yeah so, I, uh, yeah if that's some people's arguments for uh, a television show, then they have, uh, <laughs> they've got too much time on their hands, I think. Right, uh, right, right. You know, chemistry teachers don't actually start to sell math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. That, no, what, uh, with getting into the industry. <laughs> I like that. Sorry, that was a good one. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, with getting into the industry, 
Uh, did you, was it your aspiration to mostly act or to direct or to get it, you know, like I said, you, you, you do a lot in this industry. So mm -hmm. you, in many yeah, I never intended to do this much. What I wanted originally was to act. I also really, really enjoyed writing. My main push was acting. And so then I was like, well, I, I wasn't getting parts I liked. And it's, you know, people have often said about being an actor or actress is that your job is mostly just auditioning. And I didn't want to do that with my life. And also it wasn't like nothing good was happening. And I knew that the part I wanted to play was this, this character that I wrote, Evan, that's become sort of a tulpa, its own thing. I, I knew the kind of part I was looking for to play. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to write it and make it happen. So I wrote it and I had, you know, other people direct it and stuff, but really, you know, over time, it just became apparent as things went on, you know, that I was the one who was running everything. And then over time, you figure out you're the director and the showrunner and the executive producer and the, uh, the uh, line producer that you're the one doing all of it. <laughs> so it was like, if you told me in the beginning, oh, you're going to be directing even that much, I would have gone, no, I don't want to do it. I don't for me. <laughs> but, but because it, it was a s slow thing, uh, here's where I am. Yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, I, I got, I have a lot of respect for people who can do it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I used to produce back many moons ago, uh, but, and that was hard enough. So I couldn't even imagine doing all of it and being the main actress in it. Oh yeah. That's like, that's like at the bottom of the list now. It's like, <laughs> Oh wait, I have to act in here now. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's great though. And, and are you, uh, where are you located? If you don't mind. Um, I'm in Kentucky. Oh, you're, oh, are you yeah. from Kentucky? I'm from Kentucky. I'm in Kentucky at the moment and I shoot everything in Kentucky. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Yeah, shoot it's a out. lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's, yeah. with everything going on in Hollywood these days, like you, you want to shoot anywhere else you can, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So uh, it, I read online that you uh, started college at 15. Yeah. Oh, you did your research. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I did. I was 15 and I, I was just really bored and decided it would sound cool for the rest of my life to, to say that I went to college at 15. So I was like, okay, I'll just go do this. Oh, that's, I mean, that's awesome though. And I, uh, you know, getting into that, like, was there, when you started college or when I, I guess when you finished college, was it still getting into acting? Was that with the main goal or did it kind of grow from other experiences that you've had? Well, I got, uh, I got a journalism degree and through that I learned that I liked uh, doing the weather. So I became, I got a meteorology degree and then right after i got and then i was on the air working uh host co-hosting the morning a morning show and uh being the meteorologist for the morning show and then right after that i got offered my first film role and i took it and then i never went back to meteorology oh what was your first film role oh it was in uh this movie called shadows light that nice. just not <laughs> not a good movie <laughs> you know <laughs> but it was it was the the female lead in the, you know, one of the two leads in the movie. So I thought it was a pretty big deal at the time. Nice. I was pretty excited. That I, is fantastic. I, yeah. I mean, I was, I was there every day shooting, you know, 12 hours a day and um, more than that, but uh, you know, so I, I was really excited. I was like, yeah, this is my ticket. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and now, I mean, you're seeing, uh, I, I read some of the, uh, some of your uh, awards and accolades, accolades and, uh, girl, girl, girl scene is doing well. I, best screenplay I see um, mm -hmm. at the World Independent Film Expo, uh, and you got uh, after, is it after Ellen? Yeah, 
I, I was thinking Ellen. Is that what it is? It's after Ellen. Oh, okay. After Ellen.com. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, so that's really awesome. And I'm glad to see it's doing well. So now how has been, I, I did hear um, that there was a little bit of pushback uh, with your show. And I kind of want to talk to that, talk to you a little bit about that. If I yeah, can. sure. Um, uh, there, if you could tell me a little bit more about uh, what kind of what happened, um, you know, with the responses to your show. And, uh, okay, well, the, the big horrible thing that happened was the response to the movie was that it came out and, you know, whatever. Uh, it was, it's kind of a shot to look like it was shot on Betamax. So that confused some people. It was also set in the 80s. Some people were confused about that. But overall, people liked it. And okay, it was going along and all of a sudden, um, all these hate reviews started showing up on Amazon. And when I say hate, I don't mean hateful. I mean, actually, hate, hate, hate kind of hate, like um, racist, anti-Semitic, very anti-woman, homophobic, uh, horrible, vile things that these comments were being left. And um, many times they were clearly by people who hadn't watched the movie. And even some of them said they hadn't watched the movie. And uh, then it started getting really low rating. They would give it one star, even though they hadn't watched the movie and they'd write this epic, you know, seven paragraph reviews about, um, you know, and they even said that it uh, said bad things about the president. And I, I can assure you, the president wasn't ever mentioned. Um, I mean, it just had nothing to do with politics, the current politics at all. And they were saying that it was, you know, anti uh, the president, anti this, and uh, they said it was a fascist film. I'm like, do you even know what that word means? And uh, it it uh, it just wasn't what the movie was about. So they were giving it one stars, and they were going on IMDb and giving it one stars and terrible reviews. One review that IMDb posted as a legitimate review was a man who said that he had been tempted and tricked into watching it because uh, you know I had apparently I personally had promised him that it was going to show women having sex in it, and then that didn't happen. The main complaint was that they, it was a lesbian movie and they were angry because they didn't show women having sex in it. And they were furious, infuriated. Apparently that was a really challenging to whatever minimal sense of masculinity they had. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that that has to happen. I actually, that was a, a topic on a, a previous show I had last week where we're talking about how people will go out and they'll have one bad experience or something like, you know, whether it be at a restaurant or a movie theater or something, and then they'll, you know, they'll have never left a review for anything in their life. And, but they will leave one bad review for having one bad experience. Okay. And, and I hate yeah. to see it even more when it comes to uh, filmmaking and with films. Uh, yeah. My philosophy is anything I watch, you know, I don't like to think of it as bad. Well, I like to think of them either as great or enjoy, I enjoyed it. You know, like I don't want to think of something as bad, you know? Um, that's not to say that things don't come out that maybe don't. Yeah. There are some bad movies. There are. And like, there, there <laughs> just are. that's okay. Every time I bring this up, uh, everybody says the same thing. It's like, well, there's some bad movies. I'm like, yeah, I know, but there's always merit in something. I think yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. something you can look at like, Maybe a yeah. lot of the sh uh, it was shot a certain way, or the lighting was, you enjoyed, or the acting, or whatever. That's true. That's true. I've always walked away from everything, at least looking for something. And I try to like That's great. push that forward when I'm talking to other people as well who watch movies. And I'm like, 
you can say it was bad and you hated it, but there was nothing about it you liked. You're talking about it, like you know. Right, right, right. So well, that's what I meant when I said that there some movies are bad. It's like I do try to say positive stuff about all the movies I see. Sometimes it is really hard with a certain yeah. movie, <laughs> but, but oh, yeah. like you said, um, I mean, there was there was some movie I saw recently that I, I just I just really didn't like. Whatever, right? And I thought there's at least one person that this movie means more to them than anything. And they'll, you know, you'll never know who, know who it is. But this person goes home and watches it every night, and they think about it, and for some reason it's touched them in a deep way. And you know, I say one person, but there are probably many people like that. So for every one of these terrible movies, it's meant a great deal to someone, and I would never want to diminish that in any way. Yeah, and that's why that's why I hate. I hate personally. Now I'll say I hate the people who go out and just try to tear things down, especially in the film industry, because you don't. People who watch movies don't generally understand what it takes to make one. And no, oh no, <laughs> no. How hard, like, no. <laughs> to them, it's like, oh, you've made a movie. Everybody makes a movie. Like, no, no. If everybody made a movie, <laughs> you'd have YouTube. It's basically <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's a hard process, and it takes dedication and. Yeah, the thing really? is, as soon as a movie or whatever I do wraps, like the next day on social media, I'll get on there and people will be like, when's it coming out? Yeah. I'm like, in a year! <laughs> yeah. When's it coming out? Like, like, oh, we just we just filmed it all. That's all you had to do, right? Was just record it, like with your camera, right? Yeah. That's all you had to do, and now it's now it's done. <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing to me. So, like, when I read a lot of these reviews, and, and my, my biggest factor for that is I've met uh, film reviewers who who won't even watch a movie and they have something bad to say. It's already a preconceived notion. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I just always feel like don't ever walk into anything with a preconceived notion, you know, any project. It's, well, yeah, that would be really applicable in this case. And yeah, and that's why hearing your story, I was like, this is ridiculous. And I want to I want to shine a light on your project and get more people watching it and get a real ratings up. You know, not these fake ones that are popping out and, you know, just, right. especially, you know, homophobia, you know, being the case, you know, that's what it comes down to. And it's Yeah, these sites really should go through all these reviews. And if there's actual hate speech and then they should delete it and <laughs> they should delete whatever rating was given to it. Um, I mean, they don't do that. This is, this is stuff, you know, Canada has different laws. If this stuff were posted anywhere in Canada, people would, it, that would be a crime. It would be criminal. But here, I mean, these, you know, it's not illegal, but uh, these companies can't even be bothered to say, hey, this is anti-woman. This is really sexist or this is really homophobic. I should, maybe we shouldn't have these people and be promoting them on our website. Uh, I 100% agree with you. And uh, it's, yeah, but I also, I am encouraging anybody listening to go out there and actually, you know, leave reviews, leave, not, I'm not even saying positive, maybe you didn't like something, but leave a real review, mm -hmm. you know, not a hate, like you said, not a hate-filled review, but like, <laughs> leaving real reviews means something, because I think every filmmaker can at least appreciate good criticism, you know, a good critique that, you know, is like okay well if you didn't like this maybe you know maybe i'll think about that some more or something next time we're mm -hmm. shooting something yeah sure um you know when yeah so like that's my what i try to encourage people to do especially with this and i want everybody to check out girl girl scene uh, the movie the show dagger kiss um but i also wanted to ask you uh, some of your influences in the filmmaking especially like who did you turn to 
watching uh, while you were getting into the director's mind and the writer's mind? I've been asked this question a lot throughout my career and then only really recently did I realize what the real answer to this was is that when I was very, very, very young, I went to a Spike Lee lecture. I, nice. This was back when there were newspapers and I saw this listing. It said Spike Lee, you know, lecture. I was like, Spike Lee. I mean, I've never seen any of his movies. I was too young. I was like, you know, he's a big deal director. I want to go see him. So I told my mom and she took me and that was where I learned everything I needed to know about filmmaking was as a little girl hearing Spike Lee talk for about two and a half hours, you know, and then I went up to him and said hi. And I don't know, I just, I like to think that, I mean, he gave me a look, you know what I mean? He gave me this look. And I like to think that he knew I was, I was going to grow up and raise hell one day. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, and that's, you can't get many directors that you can, that will inspire you better, like, inspire you more like than him. He's just so good. Everything he does, all his performances are fantastic. So that's a great choice to kind of not emulate, but, you know, inspire you to, to go forward and be a hellraiser, as like you say. Uh, that's the best way to do it. And that's the best way to get your name out there. Um, so were you a big fan of films growing up or? Uh... Oh, sure, sure. I. I, I saw as many as I could as a kid. I'd go to every weekend with my dad and then I'd go every weekend with my mom. And it, it's just been a regular thing to watch. I think I've seen every movie that's ever come out <laughs> since I've been born. And um, I mean, I have so many influences. I mean, Spike, of course. And uh, that, that was the main one. Um, him talking about well, his difficulties in making Malcolm X. Uh, basically, I... I I learned a lot from him, but one of the main things I learned from him was just what a horrible, horrible experience it was to be making a very, very important film about, I mean, about Spike Lee. I mean, so here's this figure who's of great importance and nobody wanted to put any money into it. And it seemed just like everybody was trying to put up a roadblock to stop this movie from getting made. And so having that in my brain at a very early age really just prepared me like, oh, that's the filmmaking process. So every stage, step of the way, I known that something horrible was going to happen, that I was going to be discriminated against no matter what. I mean, in my case, it was because I was a woman. I mean, the gay thing too, but mostly because I was a woman. And um, I've had that knowledge that that's what was coming. And so it, it was like, yeah, this is part of it. Just, just get used to it. Yeah, I, it's definitely, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I, I'm a white man. So like, it's hard for, it is hard, you know, with privilege to imagine like, you know, I, discuss it with my wife especially and just kind of like hardships and things like that uh being a woman and friends who of color who you know we discuss that as well especially with everything going on in the world and it's a matter of gaining new perspective and learning and uh and trying to be supportive as best you can and that's you know what i hope to be <laughs> you know i try to be especially with this platform so yeah that's what you're doing now is you're talking about you know these people who you know, expect women to perform sexually for them. You know, these men, they, they just think that that's what women exist for is, or what lesbians exist for, that they can't exist autonomously, that the only reason a lesbian would exist is to entertain a man. Yeah. And this fury that that's not the case. So you are helping because we're talking about this, that that's a thing that's out there, apparently a pretty big thing. And uh, we need to raise awareness about it. Yeah, and I was talking about it with a friend of mine who uh, I do another podcast with, a filmmaking podcast, and it, we were off air, so we were thinking about maybe doing something on air about this discussion. And I started out as a writer 
like about 20 years ago and uh, worked in the industry for a little while. And my problem was, I don't have a problem with sex scenes. I don't, if they warrant it, but if you're writing them just to write them, and every time I see a movie now, especially a lot of indie movies, oh, like yeah. it's like they're just added. And I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, but you're taken away from the story. Like if it works, if it's a love scene and I understand why it's in there, you know, like the, there's a French film, uh, uh, Irreversible, uh, starring Monica Belushi, and there's a rape scene in it. And it's a very hard watch. And at times when you're watching that movie, you're like, why was the scene in there? But it's the crux of the entire story. It, it propels every action that goes forward. So it's a true story, and it's there for a purpose, to be a hard-to-watch scene. And I try to explain that to people who are kind of coming up and, you know, ask for, you know, some mentorship and stuff and filmmaking. And I'm like, when you're writing, don't just add things to add things. And that's not just sex scenes. That's anything. Violence, you know, a certain dialogue, things like that. Just, you know, I'm always, I'm always trying to say like, you know, you can add things that you think are cool, but make them make sense in the story, you know, and I, I don't know, uh, sex scenes or, or nudity scenes, things like that, that just always pop up. And I'm like, if it doesn't make sense to the story, I don't care. You know, it makes sense in a movie like Body Heat. It doesn't make sense in your indie horror film. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. You know? They're just bad, too. They're very awkward. And yeah. They don't make sense. And people seem uncomfortable. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. I'm it, a, it takes you out of the movie because you just see these actors having a horrible time. And you'll appreciate well, you see the you see the the bro filmmaker who's like, oh, I'm gonna put a sex scene in here, and it's just it's it, there's no point. And you can appreciate this as a writer when you're writing something. If you're just writing a scene in there just because you think it will be cool, or just because <laughs> you want to have it in there for some reason, it's got to drive you crazy. <laughs> you know, like it's got to when you see that in other people's uh, things. Yeah. So it, it it bothers me even more that you know watching uh your projects you know people are putting up all this hate messaging because they're not getting what they want which is ridiculous within itself mm -hmm. it's a ridiculous concept within itself appreciate art for what it is um and and appreciate the artists who put it out there and sacrificed and bled for it you know so that's sorry i know i pontificate a little no, bit. i couldn't agree with you more um that's just kind of how i feel and I wanted to possibly uh, have a have a topic like that on one of my shows, just so that way, you know, Great. get word out yeah. there some more, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, to go back to acting real quick, I know we talked about your influences on, uh, you know, with the directing side of things, but for, through acting, what's what's some uh, actors uh, who inspired you? Oh wow, nobody ever asks me that. I don't have anything. Else. Wow, there's no pat answer there. Um, I would say the actors who are very minimal in their performances, um, the actors who go unnoticed, um, like, um, it, okay, the first one that pops into my head is Jeanette Goldstein, who played Vasquez in Aliens. Yes. Oh, she was great. And in Predator. Okay, so, okay, here's my response to her. There's acting, and then there's becoming a different human being. Yeah. Like, nobody knows. Like, what she's <laughs> she's like she has nothing like that <laughs> no. yeah because if you look at like i said you look at predator 2 or you look at near dark her character in near dark like she's she's different in everything you're right yeah, and then she's the irish mom in the titanic a lot of people don't know that yes oh my god i didn't even remember that 
Yes. That's a, I want to say her. I want to say she's my hero. That's a great pick. Well, I would have never thought that. And she is such a great pick because every time you think, I, Running Man, look how great she was in The Running Man. She's in Running Man? Yeah. She was, uh, uh, um, what's her name? She was in there. With, I can't think of the, uh, I'm terrible with character names. I just, okay. She was with Arnold in that. Okay. Uh, she was uh, one of the runners, <laughs> I guess I should say. Oh, I think you're thinking of uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. She's in it. She's not just, no, she's not just, not her. She's okay. also in it. Maybe okay, I didn't know that. I know right. she's in it, but I don't think she's... I didn't know that? Okay, I've got to look it up now. I mean, that's the thing about her. She'll be in a movie and you'll have absolutely no idea. Because was, was Maria Conchita Alonso also in Total Recall? No, that was... Um, uh, Rachel, Rachel, ah, Total Recall. Rachel Dakotan. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, see, but that's a great choice. And I like that. Thank I'm you. Key. And you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, that's great. Absolutely. And oh my God, especially the Vasquez role you go with. The Aliens is my favorite in the bunch. So uh, that's a great. Your favorite what? what favorite that? in the Alien series. Oh, yeah. That's, That's one of my favorite movies, period. Nice. Very good choice. Which leads me to my next question. And uh -oh. it's one I've been uh, kind of <laughs> thrown out there a lot lately because I'm so interested to hear everybody's response. Top five remote droppers. If you're watching TV and it's on TV, where no matter where it is, you're dropping the remote and you're just watching that. So movie. this is not favorite movies. This is no, just, just remote, remote droppers. Just remote droppers. Doesn't have to be favorite. Okay. The last one I dropped was Casino. Oh, good choice. I mean, that's my favorite Scorsese film is Casino. I, I can watch that over and over and over again. Uh, remote Dropper. Jackie Brown. Oh, another good Whatever you're doing, you got to stop and watch Jackie Brown. Uh, I mean, this is one I, I actually don't turn the channel onto this because I know it won't end, is Pulp Fiction. Nice. Um, I mean, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying not to think of my favorite movies. I'm just trying to think of the ones I stopped for. Uh, um, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to say that Showgirls, I can go into that. Very but, underrated. Very underrated. Uh, oh, bad. No. Yeah, uh, Showgirls, I always watch. Um, gosh, that's that's a good one. Yeah, it's tough, too, because you know what? I mean, Pineapple Express, I guess. Nice, okay. I have to pick one. I mean, because I feel like, I feel like, like, uh, Alien, like, I was thinking of other movies I really like, like Aliens or Terminator 2, and it's like, no, that's an event movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and watch that, but ones that I just have to stop, or, yeah, those, those are some that pop into my head. I'll tell you, it's refreshing, because the number one pick I've gotten from everybody is Shawshank Redemption. Everybody stop, says they stop at Shawshank Redemption, but this is, I, finally, I asked somebody, and it's not Shawshank Redemption. So I will give it to you. Nice. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, no, that's no, a good choice. I, I like to hear different things, different uh, styles. And you definitely, I'm guessing, a uh, big fan of Tarantino. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So who's, what's your favorite Tarantino film? Jackie Brown. Really? Low key. I like it. I mean, Oh, that's the best. I mean, that's one of the best films ever made. And I think it uh, doesn't get the attention it deserves because... And, and he says this, you have to watch it about three times before you actually understand what's happening. Oh, I agree. The movie isn't about the plot. It's about hanging out with those characters. So if you're sitting there trying to figure out what's going on, you're just going to get 
you know, uh, you're just going to get caught up and not really pay attention to what's happening. But if you're hanging with them, if you're quoting them, that's my favorite. That's my favorite of his movies and my favorite of all time. Oh, wow. Okay. One of my favorites of all time. I don't want to say it's my favorite movie, but I'm close to saying it's my favorite movie. Very cool choice. Yeah. So uh, so going forward, what are uh, some projects that you are looking to write or, uh, you know, even direct or produce yourself or anything, uh, even genre-wise you can let us know? Genre-wise, well, I have a Dagger Kiss, another Dagger Kiss uh, movie coming out, so that's coming out soon. Um, It's ready to go. I just, I actually just need the poster art for it and then I can put it out. That's all I have right now. Right now, um, you know, things are on hold. Yeah. So all I can do is write and kind of process and watch movies and uh, wait for things to, to uh, come around again. What's a genre you would love to uh, you, you, uh, make a movie in? Uh, well, I love fantasy, of course. Nice. So Dagger Kiss. I, I love science fiction, too. Nice. And I, uh, a genre I would really like is movie I'm not directing. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Um, I would love to be in, I, I got to be in someone else's movie last year. It was so great. It was like, wait, all I have to do is show up and act. All I have to do is like stand here and talk. This <laughs> is, this is great. <laughs> I love being in other people's movies. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's it. Well, don't worry. I have plenty of filmmakers who, <laughs> who watch the show. So maybe I'll tell them to reach out to you. Um, yes. <laughs> especially I'm in Virginia, so they're all around this area anyway. So oh, okay. Okay. Th- that works then. Um, no, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I would love to see, uh, you gotta give us a sci-fi movie. Come on. Going Those out. are expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason I like fantasy is I can just kind of, uh, find a forest and go out <laughs> there and make that happen. <laughs> fantasy, you gotta, oh, sci-fi, you gotta like, uh, what, how would you even do that without spending a fortune? I'm trying to figure that out still. Hey, uh, write it up and see what you got. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I would all right. Love to, I'll try to come to up with something. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I am very happy to hear about your success and, and to see everything that's going on. And, and with all, like, again, with all, I'm just in amazement of all the hats that you wear, because uh, I know how hard producing is. I've directed, I know how hard that is. That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> um, and you are acting in it and you are writing it as well. So like, it's, it's so much to take on and your stuff looks really good. Oh, thank you. You thank know, you. which you don't see that. a lot in independent uh work and I, not to put anything down i don't think a movie has to look great in order okay. for it to be a good movie mm-hmm. but uh you are at least adding <laughs> adding that element which is awesome thank you well, i have a lot of help and a lot of great people working with me that's awesome and uh, i really appreciate you coming on the show and uh you we'd love to have you anytime uh we do live shows pre-recorded shows anything like that so if you ever want to jump on we're always talking to anytime anytime yeah it's, it's great to talk to someone who knows film with such an encyclopedic knowledge as you uh, i try i'm trying to keep <laughs> up with it all the time but uh it, it is always great to discover new things so i'm very happy to have you on the show and to meet you thank you for having me it's a pleasure i look forward to the next dagger kiss movie <laughs> all right. that all right. there so we can see it and then uh yeah again thank you so much tucky williams uh is there anything that you want to promote of social media or anything like that or you can find me at tucky williams that's my handle on everything and uh yeah you can go to tuckywilliams.com or girlgirlscene.com perfect all right and those uh links will be in the descriptions for the video and the podcast uh so please check them out uh today and it's available on amazon so uh look forward to uh talking to you again, Tucky. Thank you so much. Yeah, me too.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.